You're listening to Extra Innings with your hosts, Ben Spear and Logan Brewer. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Extra Innings, the podcast for the the worst takes in baseball, sports, and anything else we can think of. A few disclaimers before we get started. Uh, We are making this podcast on an absolute budget, basically balling on a budget, because most podcasts require like, I don't know, $400, $500 to get started with a good sound and production, but we spent 80 bucks, so... Hope you guys like it. Let us know if it's bad. Um, we're also we're big fans of other uh, you know podcasts like Part of My Take. Logan's got a few he likes, um, so we tried our best not to steal segments, but you know we also added our own little twist. Some things just to keep it baseball related. Yeah. So our first episode, we're gonna introduce you guys to the show, how it works, and you know just kind of the segments we're gonna have. Bear with us here. We're definitely new to this. Might be a little rusty with our transitions and time management, but we're going to do our best, and we hope you guys enjoy it. All right. So with that being said, um, on this week's episode, we have some baseball talk, uh, checking in on the NFL, um, and then we can introduce you guys to some of our segments that we might have on our recurring weekly shows. Um, some of those are call to the bullpen, spotlight, uh, pickoffs, viewer sending questions, and we've got much more that we you know, some weeks we might have it, some weeks we won't. So uh, let's get started with baseball talk. Logan, what you got? Yeah, so today, actually, we had the Hall of Fame induction. You know, there were six inductees, uh, all deserving. But, you know, kind of going through them, Mariano Rivera, you know, he's one of the most notable closers oh, ever sure. to play the game. You know, his ERA plus of 205 is actually best all time. Guy's a legend. The crazy thing about that, though, is that the second closest all time is Clayton Kershaw at 158. So, like, there's almost 50 difference between them. So, if that goes to show you just how ridiculous he really was. So, do you think that we have a chance in MLB is what you're saying? You know, my ERA is probably about 205, 205. So, yeah, maybe yeah, okay. if that correlates. I was saying the same thing. Yeah, so next up we had Roy Doc Holliday. And crazy stat about him is he's the only pitcher to ever throw a no-hitter and perfect game in the same season, as well as the only one to ever win the Cy Young in both the AL and NL. Legend. Another legend. Yeah, RIP, man. Great guy, great pitcher. So next up is Mike Messina. And um, postseason ERA of 3-4-2 in 139 innings. So the dude is just an absolute machine once he gets to the postseason. Next up, Edgar Martinez. Um, he's one of 21 players in the MLB since 1900 with a career slash line of 300, 400, and 500. So, I mean, that Basically kind of speaks a for himself. Hitter, yeah. yeah, 100%. So, Lee Smith, uh, he's another closer. So, him and Mariano, you know, both going in together. Um, as a closer, he inherited 510 runners with Rivera only inheriting 367 and the active saves leader of Craig Kimbrell less than 100. So that just goes to show you the job of being a closer was a lot harder back in the day. So, you know, very deserving guy in Lee Smith. 100%, yeah. Finally, Harold Baines, probably the most controversial pick out of all the selections this year. His batting average for his career was only 289, which is well below the career batting average of all the other hitters in the um, Hall of Fame, you know, normally around 300 plus. And his uh, war of th- around 39 is a lot 
lower career war than most in. So, you know, it's kind of a head scratcher why he got in, but I'm not trying to take away from him. I'm sure he's 100% deserving. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, most of these guys are had some legendary careers, like I said. Um, they deserve it. Uh, congrats to everyone that made it in. Um, for my MLB, <laughs> definitely not on the caliber of <laughs> Hall of Fame at all. My MLB update is, uh, if you guys didn't catch, we're recording this on Sunday, by the way. So uh, a couple days ago at the Yankees game, uh, New York versus Tampa Bay, uh, Aaron Boone got ejected. Um, there was some controversy with the umpire, you know, calling some bad strikes low and away, um, striking someone out, and Aaron Boone was just going after him. And he ended up getting, getting thrown out of the game. So what he does is he gets pissed off. Uh, at some questionable strike calls, gets thrown out, comes out of the dugout, and absolutely blows up. Dude is electric. He gets ejected and gets up in the umpire's face and says, quote, unquote, my guys are f savages <laughs> in, th in that box. Which, uh, that, if that Can't doesn't dispute show, that. I mean, yeah. good for him, man. Got his guys back, at the I, least. Yeah, that's the kind of guy that I want to be on the same team as. I mean, even as someone that's coaching me, like, wow. So, you know, he backs up his guys, does a great job. Um, and, you know, maybe he should be in the Hall of Fame after that performance. I mean, sh like, seriously. Absolute legend. I mean, I don't know what else to say. That was some Robbie Job electricity coming right, out of that let's, dugout. Let's turn it down. <laughs> All right. Also, so when we talk about MLB, we'll do uh, just some general MLB updates. And then we'll cover uh, MLB uh, Reds, MLB Indians, because that's both of our favorite teams. So what do you got about the Indians lately? Yeah, so first and foremost, important for all Indians fans, disclaimer, Jose is back to being Jose. So, uh, yeah, R R Jose Ramirez in his last 102 plate appearances, he's slash line of batting average 312, OBP 363, and is slugging a 581, five home runs, four stolen bases, 20 runs, 19 RBIs. So, after his just absolutely horrendous start to this season and end of last season, he's finally turning around, so that's good to see. You know, um, as a team, we're sitting at 57-41 and 41 after being 29-30 and 30 at the beginning of June. Making so, the comeback, for oh sure. Oh, yeah. 28-11 tear to close the gap in the division from 11.5 to 3 as of today after their win. So second place, right? Yeah, second place. You know, better than the Reds in last place. Yeah, I guess... Uh it goes over me now, but um, to all you listeners out there that are Reds fans or to those who were previous Reds fans, it's uh, it's been a, a big struggle this year. I mean, they've shown some some false hope. You know, you, we win some big games. We swept the Astros, looking real good. Uh, pitching, we've got the, one of the lowest ERAs in all of MLB. But then after the All-Star break, I mean, recently, we've just been terrible. In fact, uh, so again, this is on Sunday. I went to my first... Reds game this summer on Friday. We put up seven runs over the course of five, six innings, you know, looking really good. We've got Tyler Maley on the mound, which is one of our Tyler you know, Magley? Shut up. Tyler Maley. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Maley, however you pronounce it. I wish it was Magley. Might have done a better job. Probably not give up a home run though. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, Magley. Anyways, we got Tyler Maley on the mound and he's pitching real well through six. Uh gives up a few hits, few walks. Um, and then we've Put in a couple of our bullpen guys, and guess how many runs the Cardinals put up, Logan? Ten. Yeah, that's uh, ten runs in one inning. I felt like I was going to die. I didn't move from my seat. Oh, by the way, the whole stadium was absolutely filled with Cardinals fans. We easily outnumbered the Reds. Uh, so that was pretty frustrating. 
hopefully we can figure out some offense, um, get back on track. I mean, the NL Central is still really tight, but if we can somehow get the team to just be overall balanced, we might have some sort of hope, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so, I mean, at least you guys know what direction you're headed in because the Indians have – they are a dumpster fire. They have to be in their front office right now trying to figure out what the hell they are going to do as the trade deadline approaches. You know, what do, do we trade Bauer and Hand, who have just, Hand's been lights out. Bauer's been iffy this year, but, you know, he's still just being absolutely filthy for the most part. You know, do we trade them and try to remain competitive long term, you know, or while getting some assets back to still be able to win short term? Are we buyers at the deadline and go after a bat like Whit Merrifield, or do we stay the course with an awakening offense, great bullpen, and, you know, a formidable starting pitching staff that may be adding Kluber, Carrasco, and Danny Salazar back to the mix this year? Kind of the conundrum of a small market team, you know, confusing times in Cleveland. I don't know what they're going to do. As far as the Reds goes, we've got not a lot of players that are worth a lot of money. I'd say our best guy is Castillo, looking like one of the best pitchers in the MLB right now. Um, he's had a couple rough starts, but as of the All-Star break, you know, he pitched well the other day, um, pitching well, uh, you know, just one run game. But, yeah, of course, you know, the Reds, no offense. So we'll see how they – Classic. Uh, that's enough. We'll see how they go the rest of the season. But um, let's pick up on uh, NFL. You know, not a lot of uh, – news going on around the NFL and sports in general. Besides baseball, we're in one of the biggest, you know, sports slumps ever. Yeah, dead period. A lot of boring sure. stuff. Also, if you guys want to check out ESPN eight the Yocho, absolutely electric. You got cornhole, you got, you know, Frisbee, ultimate frisbee, anything you want. If you got nothing, we no got Zach Schoen on that spike ball championship. That's enough. That is R. I. P. though. Uh so Logan, what do you got about the NFL? You know, so just, I think last week it was announced that the Browns' full season of home games is officially sold out. You know, big turnaround a couple of years ago. People were throwing tickets away and or burning them just to get rid of them because you couldn't stand the sight of being in the stadium and watching the atrocity that was the Browns. But, you know, now you'll be lucky to get into the game, and if you do, you're going to be paying a pretty penny. So, you know, it's great to see as a lifelong Browns fan. I'm super excited for the season you know always cautiously optimistic because that's just literally how you have to be being a cleveland fan you know much unlike robbie job whose fandom has lasted for probably a combined five months fake, you know fan. first energy will definitely be rocking on sundays though and you know i'm sure robbie will be tweeting about it after they win on mondays you know acting like a fan so that's going to be interesting to see yeah so you heard it here folks first or <laughs> you heard it here first folks so robbie job not a real fan Hey, but I'll say this. The bandwagon's always open. You know, that just takes away from the amount of people who can piss on Cleveland and say the Browns suck. So I, I, I welcome him with open arms. Welcome to the bandwagon, Robbie. Love to have you. Yeah, he also claims he's a Reds fan, but after their performance lately, I don't think that he can say that. Yeah, he's got to find a new team, you know, exactly. whoever's hot lately. So for my NFL update, um, you know, not a lot. A lot of trades, a lot of, uh, you know, camp discussions, but... My biggest one is Tyreek Hill doesn't have to face an NFL ban for an alleged child abuse case and will return to Chiefs camp. So I think that's huge for the Chiefs. Um, Patrick Mahomes and their offense looking really electric. That's probably going to put them back in at least the top 10, maybe the top five in the NFL, probably next to those brownies, huh? Yes, sir. You know, 
I mean, good for the Chiefs. That's a big weapon back for them, but bad look for the NFL. They just continually drop the ball on domestic abuse, things like that. It's kind of alarming how much they seem to not care. I mean, just look at Vontez Burfik and the Bengals. <laughs> hey, yeah, you got some criminals down Bas- there. I basically don't know an NFL street team. <laughs> yeah, NFL street 08. I, all right, okay. So um, let's get into the next segment. So we've got – that's what we usually do is we'll talk about sports in general. Like I said, really not a lot going on. So we'll probably cover MLB, any updates in the sports world. Um, and then we've got a ton of segments. We'll only do a couple today. Um, so let's introduce uh, Spotlight. Spotlight is a segment where we pick anything that deserves a spotlight. You know, it doesn't have to be sports-related or baseball-related. It could be a person, an object, a team, anything. So uh, with that being said, Logan, what's your uh, spotlight for this week? Yeah, so before I get into my legit spotlight for the week, I just wanted to say, you know, congrats to the women's USA team for uh, winning the World Cup. You know, that's a big-time move. USA, USA. Come on. Hey, come on. All right, so, you know, my spotlight for the week, though, is uh, a couple weeks ago, um, Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs uh, unfortunately passed away. And, you know, it was right before the All-Star break. The Angels were on the road during that time. So after the All-Star break, first game back in uh, L.A., the Angels actually invited Skagg's mother to throw out the first pitch. And, and she threw an she, absolute strike. Yes, absolute cannon for an arm right down the middle. Just perfect strike. You know, and then... The Angels, all wearing Skaggs number 45, by the way, and with his name on their back, combined for a no-hitter, which hadn't happened in California since guess when? The day Tyler Skaggs was born. That's crazy. Uh, Absolutely unreal. I mean, that just goes to show you baseball, sports in general, regardless of what you believe in, you know, there's good in the world and there's something bigger going on than all of us. I don't know what even to say. If that doesn't show it, I don't know what does. Yeah. And they said uh, Trout's homer, you know, they hit his homer and everyone went crazy because it was, you know, the whole uh, Skaggs game. Everyone's wearing his jersey and his home run went like 454 feet, which is his number. So, and there's a bunch of other stats, something about his birthday, something about like the franchise is like 11th no hitter and that was like Skaggs number in high school or something like that but it'll give you chills that is some crazy stuff yeah it's just like reminiscent of D Gordon hitting a bomb for Jose Fernandez after he passed away you got the Michael Lorenzen uh, hits a home run after his dad passed away and he's a pitcher yeah it's I I don't even know what to say it's there's just, a Reds highlight for you though yeah got finally got a Reds highlight there we go all right, uh, for my spotlight, <laughs> I've got Area 51. Uh, if you guys haven't been on Twitter or Facebook, anything lately, uh, some guy actually posted an event on Facebook about storming into Area 51 because he said, quote, unquote, they can't stop all of us. He's not wrong. I mean, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying theoretically he's probably not wrong. I mean, it's it's been created some, like, hilarious memes of, like, diagrams of how to storm area 51 like what's the best tactic to you know take them down like the aliens coming in all these memes i love it though yeah absolute fire memes i mean probably the meme of the summer so far in my personal opinion i enjoy them you know if 
you guys see some you think we'd enjoy, go ahead and send it to the pod's Twitter account. We'll get a nice laugh out of it, and we'd appreciate the interaction. I mean, honestly, I think that they should just move everything to Area 52. <laughs> it's probably the best option at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, the 51's not going to cut it anymore. We're on to it. We're coming. Everyone's coming, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, 52, they might want to just start construction on 53 because who knows when <laughs> we're going to make a move on 52. All right, um, so our next segment is called Pickoffs. Uh, this is probably one of our favorite um, segments. Pickoffs is basically our top three of a selected uh, you know, prompt or subject. Um, so Logan and I, and usually we'll have a guest on, we'll bounce back and forth to picking our top um you know, top three of a certain subject. So this week, our topic for uh, pickoffs is things to do in the bullpen. Uh, Logan, what do you do in the bullpen? What's your top? Well, give me your top one, and then we'll go back. And you forth. know, for things that I can actually come out and say, I came up with uh, three, but my top one definitely make friends with the opposing outfielder. You know, we're all about being good sportsmen around here. Good sportsmanship. That's what we're about down in ODU. You know, we got our boys from Treveca. Hope they're tuning in. You know, they're a big fan of the bullpen. How about uh, David from Northwood? Oh, yeah. David Vinsky from Northwood. If you're listening, you're the man. You know, hope you're balling. Let's get you know, got drafted. That's pretty legit. That's a good pick. Um, my first one is play hacky sack. Uh, you can't go wrong with a quick game of hacky sack. No, nope, sack is undefeated for oh, sure. Oh, love it. Uh, you know, we get it before the game. Hacky sack's awesome. Uh, if we get a lot of people in, it can be fun. Um, we play, Shout out to Walsh University Baseball. We played with them uh, during a tree delay out of all things. So hacky sack is definitely what I would do in the bullpen. Yeah, so uh, second for me is throwing rocks slash other objects at people you know (laughs) throughout the game you just got to keep that arm loosened up you got to be ready for when coach makes the call you know that's a good way to do it you know billy probably is target number one not gonna (laughs) lie you know love you love you bill hope you're listening can't wait to see you i mean it's it's a combination of throwing it at someone you know keeping the arm loose and just because you're bored yeah not a lot of things to do there yeah i mean you'll have that though but you know, what's your number two? I'd say uh, my number two is probably eat some seeds. You know, you can't go wrong with a nice bag of seeds. Um, I think someone uh, submitted a question about our top picks for seed flavors, so we'll answer that later. But, yeah, for my number two, definitely eat some seeds. Yeah, I like that. So while we're on the topic of seeds, just want to send a shout-out to, you know, Franklin University's own Robbie Strader. Oh you know, uh, back in the day, yes, Robbie would bring down just the assorted, just absolute gallon jug of seeds. You know, nobody mixed the seeds like Robbie Strader. I just, I got to let that be known. Miss you, Rob. What's your third? Um, so third has to be watching a teammate, you know, notably in past years, probably Coucher or Childers. Uh, just hit an absolute nuke, and then, you know, the bullpen just proceeds to get ignorant. That's always a good time. Love Very that. enjoyable. Always respectable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know, we, we keep it um, maybe not PG, like PG-13, I would yeah, say. That, that's you know, a good way to put Nothing it. too crazy. Uh, yeah, shout out to our electric offense at times to really yes, get sir. us from our pregame or sorry, mid-game lull, just doing nothing. You know, a nice home run will get us awake, get us paying attention a little more. So we'll go to my third one. Uh, it's kind of hard, but I said talk about conspiracy theories. Good one. Love that. I mean, 
there's nothing else you can do besides sit in the bullpen and chill out. I mean, home or away, there's different, you know, atmospheres. But if you're going through a mid-game lull, not doing anything, you're bored. I mean, you know, we always pay attention, but it's baseball. Give me a break. But conspiracy theories really gets the people going. You know, you get people's different opinions on different things. Shout out Tim Zeller. Yeah, I was going to say, who, who's got the craziest, most out there conspiracy theories? Definitely Tim Definitely Zeller. Definitely Zuby, for sure. You know, close number two, former teammate Greg Brown. Yeah, I'd say he's up there. He knows what he's kind of conspiracy theories to talk about nowadays and he's always got them on his mind and loves to argue but uh yeah my uh, third one's definitely conspiracy theories um all right i think that's it well we got our last segment is we'll do send in questions every week but instead of answering all of them we're gonna answer the best ones so we encourage you guys to send in questions about get creative you know, you know. About you know, suggestions for the podcast, we won't read those, but we'll do it to a podcast. You know, any questions you have on life, on baseball, sports, anything, we'll answer the best questions every week. But since our first week, we don't have you know a, a guest to talk about, to talk with, and talk about anything. We're gonna answer you know a majority to all of these uh, questions that you guys sent in, and we appreciate it. That we do. So I'll go with the first one, and I'm, we usually keep them anonymous unless it's a really good question. Uh, I'm just going to read it off. Logan, give me your first impression. I'll comment at the end. All right, got it. Hi, I'm your biggest fan. I would love to see you talk about your process making your videos you post on the bullpen page and what that has done for the team. Yeah, so process-wise, you know, we normally brainstorm. You know, brains has definitely been, though, for sure, with mostly every bullpen skit that we have, not going to lie. You know, we have some people, you know, the choir that chimes in, gives their ideas as well. But, you know, before the game, we know we got to have a good skit, you know, make it a good day. So we get creative. We try to mix it up, you know, ne- try to never repeat the same one again, which makes it difficult but also makes it interesting. That's true. It's kind of hard. Um, but, you know, with a lot of creative minds getting together, it, uh, it can be easy at times. Um, Let's go to our next one here. Sorry, I'm getting my app ready. So we, we also have a phone number uh, set up for these questions. You can either send it to the phone number, you can DM us, comment back on the tweet, whatever you guys want. Um, so here's a question. Who is slash was the mastermind behind the ODU bullpen skits? Did you learn from anyone in prior grades? Signed, future listener. Yeah, so uh, JP, shout out to you. Wow, legend. Yep, I mean congrats on getting married you know i'm real happy for you kind of you know confused ben and i's invites must have just got lost in the mail definitely lost in the mail yeah i was probably just going to get it in a couple months no big deal definitely just a mix up on the federal government's part you know definitely not on you uh but mastermind i'll let ben handle this question yeah i mean coming in freshman year um we did our skits, you know, the chain gang, Jeff Paul, shout out to you, shout out to Filosa Magley, uh, Dusty Cower, any Ooh, all those old Dusty guys. Dusty C, baby. When, when, when we were freshmen, we were sophomores, you know, you guys showed us the ropes, how to do it, uh, how to come up with some great ideas. And Coward shout out to the outfielders, it again. too. You know, the outfielders loved watching it, too, and that was my favorite part. But uh, definitely shout out Jeff. Um we appreciate you you helping us, helping us uh, make the skits and showing us how it's done. Uh, going to the next question, 
Hey, Extra Innings, big fan. Uh, I'd like to hear about the daily in and outs, <laughs> about being a collegiate athlete, what sacrifices are made, and what would you rather be doing than sitting through those long practices? Oh, those do suck. You know, honestly, compared to other sports and what I've heard from people at other schools playing baseball, you know, we have it really w good here. You know, our practices are normally kept to a minimum, you know, what we need to get done. You know, when we show up, we're expected to go hard for however long we're there, and that's all that coach really ever asked of us. So, you know, we definitely appreciate that. It makes it easier, but there are some sacrifices that go into it. You know, your free time, you know, it's kind of diminished a lot. Um, you still have time to do things that uh, you want to do, but there are a lot of things that, you know, we might not, go into exactly but you're just going to have to make sacrifices with the schoolwork you know however much you have of that on top of baseball you know social life it's just a really a balancing act it's not it's not as hard as i think as people make it out to be but you know it can be difficult especially like n incoming freshmen uh that don't really understand you know they got to get the ropes i mean yeah you're right daily ins and outs is what it boils down to is time management you got your practices, your games, uh, your lifts, uh, and then you got to balance that with school life, you know, social life. What are you doing on the weekend? Do you have time to hang out with your friends, go out, or do anything fun, or do you got to do like homework? You got to get stronger. You got to go throw in the facilities or hit. You know, it boils down to time management. Um, you know, just kind of getting everything right. Um, and I'd say, I guess you can vouch for this too. Going from freshman to senior year, you kind of master it. Um, at yeah, least most people do. You figure it out, and if you don't figure it out, then, um, you know, it's evident. Yep. All right, going to the next question, we've got, uh, what's your second half MLB predictions? Oh, I like that. Um, so, for me, you know, I'm a Tribe fan, so i got to make an Indians prediction. I think that the Indians pull out the division. You know, they're getting some key components back. If they don't completely blow it up, you know, and trade away. Uh, I think if they trade Bauer, that's doable. I think they can still win the division. But if they trade Hand, I don't know that it happens. If we keep Hand, I think we win the division. Make a nice little comeback here at the end. I'd say... Uh as far as MLB as a whole, I've got the Dodgers, 100%. They've looked electric. They got uh, Bellinger. You know, <laughs> I think that I I want Yelich to win MVP, but I've got Bellinger, 100%. He's looking a lot better. His yeah, average is better. Raking. You know, they've got the home run race head-to-head, -head, but Bellinger's got him in averages and RBIs and all that. I mean, at least I think so. But I definitely have the Dodgers. Um, as far as the Reds go, yeah, nope, that's a big negative for me. They're uh, We're tanking for sure. Tanking for Zion. Yeah, tank for Zion. Come on, bring him to Cincy. Uh, I'm sure he to get one nice look and get the hell out of there. <laughs> All right, uh, our next one is, what is a typical game day schedule for a PO? All right, so, you know, we normally have team breakfast. We get up, head to that, head down to the field, you know, set up BP. Um if you have the misfortune of being on bucket or home runs, you're doing stuff during BP. If not, you're shagging, talking, chilling. Um, after that, uh, I'll let Ben take it from here. Yeah, I'd say we come in uh, kind of.
kind of hang out and chill, that's definitely when we play some hacky sack. Yeah, oh, hacky gets intense oh, after BP. Games? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd say we do that, BP, uh, come in. Um, that's when we usually brainstorm about the skits to post on, you know, ODU Pen. Yeah, bounce do. some ideas off each oh, other. yeah, and then we'll do the skit after infield. Um, do that. We'll come in, usually do some bands, throw in, um, kind of chill out, get ready for game time, maybe go down to the the dugout, say a hi to the position players who we haven't seen uh, all day. Just kidding, LOL. But uh, we'll say hi to them, send them out to their positions, and uh, definitely retreat to the bullpen. Yep, definitely head to the bullpen. You know, it's just our little safe space. Uh, love being there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, doesn't really compare, you know. Um, let's go to the next one. It's uh, rank your seed flavors. Um Let's just, I'd say, let's say our top one. What's yours? Um, I just got to go with uh, Dill Pickle. You know, I really, I can't really beat that. You I know? can't agree more. Dill Pickle is easily the best flavor. Yep, I, I, we are in agreement over that. You know, there are some other th- solid flavors, but if I'm going to pick up a bag of seeds, you know, I probably would prefer it to be dill 99% of the time. You got dill pickle. I'd say uh, barbecue is up there. Uh, uh, I like Old Bay. I don't know. Old Bay's not bad. Yeah, uh, but that's like a once in yeah. a while type thing, I would Clay say. Clay loves those. Yeah. Um, Old Bay, you got ranch. Ranch is not bad. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm like, I don't know if I'm in on ranch. You just can't have a ton. That's the thing. Yeah. If you get a whole, like, handful of ranch in your mouth, your tongue is just going to feel disgusting. But uh, I'd say 100% dill pickle um, all the time. I'd say 100% of the time. If I'm going to the store, I'm buying dill pickle. Uh, so for our last question, it's uh, should baseball players be allowed to steal first base on any pitch that is not caught? And I think this person is referring to the drop third strike um no actually what they are referring to is in like um one of the indie ball leagues like it's like the mlb's experimental league like any new thing that they have they send it to them and like test it out so basically like on a pass ball uh dude can just take off and steal first are you kidding me (laughs) i'm so serious i saw a video of it the other day like it's just genuinely confusing to me why that's a thing like it was kind of exciting but if that happened to me when i was pitching or i was the other team i would absolutely have an aneurysm i don't know what i would do if i was the batter and i could just absolutely swipe first base on a pass ball i'd love it but if i'm pitching and i throw some like Let's pretend that I throw nasty pitches, but let's say I throw a nasty pitch and it gets by the catcher and he takes first. I'm uh, not going to be happy. Yeah, that, but you know, your hole normally wouldn't happen because you know we have very good catchers here at ODU. They do a great job for us. But um, so here's just my final thought on this in general. Everyone keeps trying to make baseball f- interesting, fun, speed up the game, yeah. do trying to change it, basically. yeah. Do whatever to make people watch it, but changing it isn't going to make a casual fan or someone who is just in it, isn't interested in baseball watch the game. Like, it's not going to work. It's just going to drive out people who actually have a passion for the game and kind of make them mad that they're making these changes. So, like, yeah. changes like this, I just don't agree with. Like, I think there are pace of play things that you could change, but at the end of the day, I think it's just people's attention spans are shorter now. They, if 
they don't want to watch a baseball game, they don't want to watch a baseball game, but you're still going to have that uh, one segment of fans that does, so you shouldn't change it just for a minority that you might be able to get I into mean, your yeah. market. Like, definitely they're cha- making changes, like, of pace of play. They added, like, the clocks to some stadiums. I mean, I think at least most stadiums to speed it up um, between, you know, commercial breaks, changing pitchers, all this stuff. But, you know, too much change is evident, and I think that if they do that, a lot of people, a lot of traditional baseball fans and a lot of baseball fans in general are going to be driven out, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. It's um, not to say that some change isn't good, but, um, you know, a line's got to be drawn somewhere. True that. Well, uh, that's all we got for this week's show. Um, not sure when this is going to air because... You know, the the process to make a podcast. Like trust said, the process. Trust the process. Extra innings will be posted. Um, and we might have it be posted to, like, a podcast site, and then you guys can access it from there. But once we get it on there, we'll get it sent out to Spotify, iTunes, you know, whatever you guys want, let us know. But um, hopefully it will be Monday. Again, we're recording this on Sunday, but we'll get back to you guys for sure. Yep, uh, that about wraps it up. You know, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the first episode. You know, hit us up with any suggestions, critiques, and we'll try to make it better next time. And if you enjoyed it, we'll keep doing what we're doing. All right, peace.